The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Genesis chapter 2. We're on the seventh lesson. And this is our last lesson from God for a new beginning, for next levels. God did several things in the beginning of the world that all of us can learn because we can imitate God and we can apply. Um, At the end of chapter 1, the Bible said God looked at everything and he said it was very good. Chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. Somebody say finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested. That's what we want to learn today. He rested. Somebody say he rested on the seventh day. All right. He rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it because in that seventh day in it, he rested. Somebody shout, he rested again. He rested from all his work, which God had created and had made. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Send us light, send us illumination, send us understanding this morning. Let every one of us that needs a new beginning find the key that will usher us into that next phase of our lives. Let everyone that needs a promotion in next level find a secret that will unlock that next level. We give you the praise, Father, in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout aloud, hallelujah. High five your neighbor. You can take your seat in God's presence. Lesson seven is very simple. It's the last thing God did. He rested. And we want to talk about the mystery of rest. Praise God. Now, I want you to understand that the rest that is communicated there is on two distinct dimensions. And please pay attention. These are very, very, I will use the word simple things. From the first lesson we shared about spiritual illumination. I remember one of the very first times spiritual illumination happened to me in my life. I just got born again. And I think I've shared this testimony before. And of course, we are taught to be reading our Bible. And I was just reading the book of Galatians, and I got to chapter 5. I started reading the epistles. We also thought, read the epistles. That's where you will discover who you are in Christ. Don't start reading from Genesis or from Exodus or Leviticus. They taught us all that. So I started reading the epistles. I read Galatians, I read Ephesians, I read Romans and all that. And I got to Galatians chapter 5, and when Paul was talking about um, walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh, and the scripture said, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. And if we be in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Let us not mind the things of the flesh. And I'm telling you, just as we are talking today, light just dawned on my spirit. Up until that time, just, this is just after I got born again, I used to be addicted to watching pornography. And I just knew. Nobody had to preach it to me. 
Nobody had to teach it. I just knew by the light of heaven. You know what? I don't have to watch pornography anymore. In fact, I'm not even, and I just made a decision. And I went to pack all my pornography videos. I'm still seeing it again. I threw it over the fence. I was still living in my parents' house then. And from that time till now, 20-something years after, marked the end of pornography dominating my life. Not that I've not been tempted over the years. But that same light that delivered me that day, every time I go back to it, I can always overcome. I had a new beginning that day. And next levels after that. These things we are teaching you, but like the mysteries we are bringing out, they are not difficult. Can I hear a loud amen? Any newborn believer can walk in them if you will believe them and accept them for yourself. And start with your baby steps. God rested on the seventh day. And there are two dimensions of that. The first one is the obvious one. This was the end of the day or the end of the week. The rest we all do. We work Monday to Friday, then weekend, you take it easy. Or you go to work in the morning, you come back at night and you rest. That is one dimension of rest. And it's interesting, we actually have to teach that and tell that to some people. Some people have a habit of just working, 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 not getting sufficient rest. There's nothing wrong with taking a vacation from time to time. Even Jesus told disciples, come. After they had done ministry for a while, let's, let's separate from the people and let's refresh ourselves. That is one dimension of rest. I call it external rest. Somebody say external rest. And though it is obvious and most people do it, you need to see to it that you don't get into the cycle of just walking, 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 walking around the clock. But the truth of the master is the deeper realm or the deeper revelation here is there is also the second kind of internal rest. And that's really what God is doing here. Somebody shout internal rest. And this speaks of faith and confidence in the unseen but finished work that God or Christ has done. Faith and confidence. I have finished. The Bible said God has finished the work after the seventh day. And he was now resting from the finished work he had done. Now that takes faith. Because I have been sharing with us. If anything had manifested out of what God did from day one to day seven. Or the six. I, 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 in fact, my own conviction is that nothing had manifested in the physical yet. God was just demonstrating faith in what he had been saying from day one to day two to day six. John 19, chapter 30, Jesus did the same thing as he hanged on the cross to die. The Bible said, he said, it is finished. Can I hear somebody shout, it is finished? Ah, you're not shouting like I'm asking you to. Shout, it is finished. Help me look at your neighbor and learn to demonstrate faith. Learn to demonstrate faith in what is finished. Learn to demonstrate faith and confidence in what is finished, even though it is yet unseen. Look at Genesis chapter 2, and you will see that though the Bible said God had finished the work, 
Things had not yet started manifesting. Obviously, there was no building yet on the face of the earth. But then God had finished the work. There was no car on the face of the earth. God had finished the work. There was no discovery of crude oil yet. Yet God had finished the work. There was no computer. There was no phone. There was no furniture. There were no clothes. But God had finished. Look at verse 4. Praise God. Genesis chapter 2 now. After God had rested. And please catch this second dimension of rest. Because this is where many people miss it. And if you can learn to live life on this level. My God, my God. You will see new things manifest in your life on a whole new dimension. Genesis 2 and verse 4. This is the history of the heavens and the earth. When they were created. In the day that the Lord made the earth and the heavens. Verse 5. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. Amazing. So, all the last week we learned about God commanding blessing, commanding increase, blessing the earth to bring forth fruits, blessing the sea for the fishes to come forth, blessing man to come forth. Nothing had happened yet. All that abundance that God spoke to the earth to bring forth, that the Bible said he saw it and it was good, it wasn't physical. No, no plant had come up yet. No herb had come up yet. The Bible went on verse 5, for the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man. This is Genesis chapter 2 we are reading. There was no man to till the ground. Ah, I thought God created them in Genesis 1.28. Yes, he did. Yes, he blessed them and he told them, but it wasn't physical yet. Verse 6. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the earth. And verse 7. Then or and the Lord formed man. formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. Ah, is it that he created another man in Genesis chapter 2 from the one he created in Genesis chapter 1? No. Yes, he created in Genesis 1 when he spoke. Yes, he saw and he saw that it was good when he spoke. But nothing had happened in the physical yet. When Jesus hanged on that tree, glory be to God, and said it is finished, what do you think he was talking about? Your redemption and my redemption. Glory be to God. Your healing and my healing. What we are talking about this month. Your prosperity and my prosperity. But what does it mean that it is finished when he said that? Had anybody gotten born again when he said it is finished? Was anybody healed when he said it is finished? Did anybody prosper because of the sacrifice of Jesus when he said it is finished? Yet it was finished. The same way. It's the same language they are using here. God rested on the seventh day because the works had finished. Yet nothing had happened in the physical. Jesus declared on the cross, it is finished. Yet nobody had gotten born again yet. 
Yet nobody had gotten healed because of the sacrifice. Yet, oh, of course, he healed people on the earth. But please, the healing was in on the earth was based on the old covenant. Praise the Lord. This one is new covenant. It now takes faith in what was said and what was done to start bringing about manifestations. And for that faith to be effective, you need to be at rest. Even though you can't see anything yet, I'm speaking to that person today that is agitated and anxious and worried about their prosperity because there's no money in your bank account. Rest. Have faith and confidence in the finished work. I'm speaking to that person this morning that you are worried because there's a symptom of sickness in your body. You are anxious and you are and you are ashamed and all that. Rest. Rest because it is finished already. I'm speaking to that single person that is trusting God to get married and nobody has proposed or you have not found someone to propose and you are afraid and you are anxious. Rest. Even though it's unseen, the work has been finished. If you can learn this secret, your life will never be the same again. When God rested on day seven, no fruit, no plant had come out on the ground yet. Man had not even been formed yet. Oh, the work had been finished. It was just internal work. Vision. And then faith in what he had declared. Glory, glory be to God. Learn to rest while you are believing God. While what you are believing God for is yet to show up. What do you mean by rest? You are not worried. You are not nervous. What the devil is doing in and around you is not making you shake. Glory be to God. Somebody else's testimony is not disturbing you. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody else's breakthrough is not. In fact, it is encouraging you. That means my own is just around the corner. Oh, glory, glory be to God. Let me hear somebody shout, I rest. And that's how you can receive. Receive a manifestation of what God has done. Learn to rest. No anxiety, no worrying, no fretting. Anytime a challenge comes to you at work, in your family, concerning your health, learn to go back to it is finished. And let that give you comfort. Hallelujah. And confidence that though I may not see it yet, by this time tomorrow, there will be a performance of what God has promised and what God has done in my life. Oh, praise the Lord. This is vital. This revelation and this mystery is vital to us enjoying and experiencing the fullness of God's finished work and Christ's finished work. Amen. Hebrews chapter 3. And because of the limited time we have in this service, I will not be able to really go verse by verse. But you need to study Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4 if you've never studied it and learn what the Bible is saying. And I'm telling you, this is not complicated though. Nobody was there that day that God broke the power of addiction to pornography over my life. I was just a baby believer. I don't think I was even three months in the faith yet. But I was obedient enough. Somebody shout obedient. To read my Bible. 
like they taught me. In fact, in those days, this song used to come up in my spirit a lot. Read your Bible, pray every day. That they taught us in my Anglican church parents on the school. When they were saying that, after we got born again, you knew converts. You learned to read your Bible. So when we tell you, read Hebrews chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 4, don't make it, ah, I'm not a pastor, they're not talking to me. Please let me look at the neighbor and say, we are talking to you, sir. And in Hebrews chapter 3, particularly from verse 7, Apostle Paul was saying something there. He, he was referencing the church in the wilderness, talking about rest. Talking about the, the, the church that came out of Egypt, that had to travel through the promised land, I mean, through the wilderness to get into their promised land. And what he was saying is that many of them died in the wilderness and did not make it into the promised land because they did not enter into the rest of God. They didn't understand what we are talking about this morning. Even though there's some mighty miracles, there's nothing wrong with seeing miracles, there's nothing wrong with doing instant miracles, but the earlier you know, that most of God's works will never happen instantly, including creation. If you read that story of creation, you will think when God said, let there be light, and the Bible said, and he saw the light, it was physical. It wasn't physical. It wasn't. I'm absolutely convinced when God was resting on the seventh day, the first ray of light had not yet been beamed by the sun. Even though it was in the fourth day that God created the sun and the stars, and the moon. I am absolutely convinced that when the Bible said God rested, the sun had not yet beamed the first ray of light. And I know I will have that conviction from what I read in Genesis chapter 2. That even though God called man in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, it was only in Genesis 2, 7 that God formed him. And even though God spoke the fruits, I mean, the, the plants and the herbs, in Genesis 1, on the sixth day, nothing had happened yet until in Genesis 2, God caused the mist to come and created the man to till the ground. He had finished it, all right. Can somebody shout, my healing is finished. My prosperity is finished. My marital bliss is finished. The fullness of my ministry and destiny is finished. However, however, it may not yet be manifested. And for me to see a manifestation of what is finished, for me to handle it, for me to enjoy it, for me to experience it, I must learn to rest by faith in the finished work that is yet unseen. That's what the wilderness church generation could not do. They wanted the miracle now, now. No faith in what God had told them. And the Bible said they perished in the wilderness. Nobody here will perish in their wilderness journey in Jesus' name. As I've told you over and over again, that wilderness church is like a type of Christian. You and I. Jesus finished your healing 2,000 years ago. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus finished your prosperity 2,000 years ago. Jesus finished your success 2,000 years ago. Jesus finished your beautiful marriage 2,000 years ago. Jesus finished your excellent career 2,000 years ago. Jesus finished your redemption and salvation 2,000 years ago. Now that you are in Christ, you may not be seeing the manifestations of those things yet as you want. For you to see their physical 
tangible experiential manifestation, you must build faith by having rest. A litmus test of faith is rest. Even though I can't see it yet, I believe it is finished. And it's only a matter of time. So the wilderness church told us they couldn't have time to rest. Verse 19. Hebrews 3, 19. I want to pick just two, three verses. Read chapter 3 from 7 to chapter 4 to the end. Verse 19. And I want to connect this, those of you that were here with us in the first service, what Dr. K was emphasizing in Hebrews chapter 4, the latter part, that we have a high priest that has gone unto the heavens. And now we can come boldly to the throne of grace. That's where it ended. But look at what he was teaching us here from chapter 3. We see that they could not enter in, enter into what? The rest of God. They didn't enter into the rest of God. And because they didn't enter into rest, they couldn't enter into the promise. That adult generation, they said only two of them entered into the promised land. Why? Why could not enter in? Because of unbelief. Because they could not see the healing. <laughs> Glory be to God. Because they did not see the wedding proposal. <laughs> because they did not see the money in their bank account. Because they didn't see the job. They did not believe that God had finished the work. And how do we know? They were anxious. Once there's no water, they will start grumbling and complaining. See, when we are saying rest, we are saying no, no need to grumble. No need to complain. Even though there's no manifestation yet. Because I believe it is finished. I won't grumble. God didn't see any manifestation. Even though he had spoken, God, 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 God. And yet he rested. Though the man I spoke hasn't yet physically appeared. I have confidence in the work I finished. Hallelujah. Let me hear somebody shout, I rest. Chapter 4, verse 3. Still the same train of thoughts. For we who have believed, believed what? The finished work. That when Jesus said in John, chapter 30 verse 19, it is finished. Even though I wasn't yet born or conceived in my mother's womb, my salvation was finished. Even though the first attack of sickness had not touched my body, my healing and health was finished. Even though I had not earned my first income yet, my prosperity was finished. I believe it. I believe that I have confidence in the finished work. Oh, glory be to God. And that's how we enter rest. That's how we enter rest. By faith. We who have believed do enter rest. And when you enter rest, like God entered rest on the seventh day. Glory be to God. You can expect a manifestation of what has been finished. But when you are anxious. And you are nervous. And you are not confident. Hey, where am I going to eat my next meal? I don't have any money in my bank account. And you forget that God has finished your prosperity. You may not be able to enter into your promise. That will not be your story in Jesus name. Oh, if someone is hearing me loud and clear this morning. Shout a louder. Amen. Chapter 4, verse 6 now says, Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those who, to whom it was first preached did not enter in 
Because of what? I told you a few weeks ago in the midweek service, faith is obedience. Unbelief is disobedience. It's the same thing he's still teaching here. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. So let, let me close on this lesson and this secret by telling you two things. As far as God is concerned, look at me very carefully, church. As far as God is concerned, there are only two kinds of people on the face of this earth. On one side are people we call the doubting Thomases. I call it the Thomas syndrome. And this thing is a matter of choice. On the other side are people of faith. And if you read what Paul was teaching us in Hebrews 3 and chapter 4, he said, let us fear God, reverence God, and labor in the word till we have faith. And this is the litmus test here, talking about faith. Till we are at rest. That the doctor is telling you, sir, there's cancer in your body. And you have just six months to live. And you are not shaking. Glory be to God. Because you believe that on the cross, Jesus finished my healing. Even if you die in that cancer, when you wake up in heaven, you are still shouting by his stripes and healed. And somebody's faith reached that level. There is no manifestation that's determining what I believe. I said, even if you die in that cancer, so you are dying as you enter heaven. What you are still confessing. That's why I was telling us in Hebrews chapter 4. I wish I had time. Hold fast our confession till the very end. And we can do that by the mercy of God and the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. Get what Dr. K preached to us in the first service. Compliment it with what I'm teaching here. There are only two kinds of people on the face of this earth. So, John chapter 20. Jesus had finished the work. And he came to the disciples, some of them, and he appeared to them. And they now started believing that Jesus had risen. Verse 25, John chapter 20. The other disciples said to Thomas, Thomas wasn't there when Jesus appeared to them physically. We have seen the Lord. Glory be to God. They told him we have seen the Lord. He has he's risen. He has appeared to us. You know what Thomas told them? He said, unless, hallelujah, unless, verse 25, I see in his hands the print of the nails, and I put my, if I see it, it's not enough for me, because I know you people, there's Facebook fix now. You people now do graphics designing, and you can do any kind of image. So I will, after I see you, I will put my print into the nails, and I put my hand, after I put my hand, I'm not satisfied yet, put my hand on his side. I will not believe it. It was a choice. There are people like that. Unless the alert hits my bank account, I will not believe this prosperity you are putting, sir. Unless I start feeling strong in my body, I will not believe this by the stripes of Jesus you are telling Jesus has preached. Unless I marry and have my first child, Papa, I will not believe that God has planned anything for my marriage yet. There are those kind of people. And they are never at rest. They can't sleep well at night. There's no peace. And the root is that they are choosing to believe only what they can see and what they can feel. But there are, there's another group of us. What we feel is irrelevant. We don't deny that we can feel it, but that's not what we are using to make our decisions here. What we touch is not the issue. What we experienced yesterday is not the issue. 
The only thing we're asking us is, has God finished the work? And that's where our rest comes from. Rest. Jesus came to Thomas and appeared to him. Look at the first thing he told them. Peace be with you. And you know he was really addressing Thomas. Of course, the other ones who are not believable. Peace. Somebody shout rest. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. Say that's what you want to do. You must feel the miracle for so you receive miracle. Look at my hand. Jay, you want to see ABC. Reach your hand here and put it on my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Then Thomas now cried out, my Lord, my God. Verse 29, Jesus said to him, Thomas, Thomas. I hope there's no Thomas in the house. I mean, your, the, your, your giving name. Because you have seen the miracle, that's when you are now choosing to believe. See your life outside. Blessed are those in this other category that though they have not seen it, because God said I have finished it, they believe it. Verse 30. And truly, Jesus did many signs in the presence of his disciples. God will always do signs. But please don't get carried away by the signs. There are people, Christian people, if miracle is not happening in that church, they don't believe God is there. Listen to this verse, in case you are one of such people. Truly, oh, Jesus did many signs in the presence of disciples, which were not written in this book. But these ones are written, what is written, what has been finished, what has been said, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing, hallelujah, because of what was written, and by extension, what has been finished, you may have life in his name. Hallelujah. Will you throw your hands up and shout, I believe. And I enter into rest. Say, me, I believe. I may not see the manifestation yet. I may not feel it yet. And I enter into rest. As God, God was teaching us on day seven. The man has not manifested. The trees have not manifested. The sun has not manifested. But you know what? I have confidence in what I've been saying in the last six days. They will show up. Live life like that. And you will never miss your next levels and new beginnings. Somebody shout a loud amen. Let me tell you secret seven of King's word. And I close with this this morning. Is somebody getting blessed? Last week, we talked about the blessed or the empowered life. That was our sixth secret. The blessed or the empowered life. And we told you from Ephesians 1 verse 3. They were describing our redemption to us. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place of Christ Jesus. And Apostle Paul continued that discourse from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 2. And when he got to verse 10 of chapter 2, he made this amazing statement. And this is our seventh secret in this ministry. What has helped us for the last 30 years that has brought us to where we are. And will take us further from where we are. We live by this. We understand how this works. Verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 2. For we are God's workmanship. 
created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand. Somebody shout beforehand that we should walk in them. Ladies and gentlemen, our seventh secret in this ministry is the purpose-driven life. Purpose-driven life. We understand this simple truth. God has a plan for our lives. That we are not here by accident. That before the world began, before we were formed in our mother's belly, God knew us. And God created us for a specific purpose. For a time like this. We don't live for the food we are going to eat tomorrow. We don't live to pay our children's school fees. We don't live to pay our house rent. If I can open Dr. K's spirit to you, this is one of the main revelations. I came into King's Word when this revelation was born in Dr. K's spirit. 1996. What Dr. K was teaching at that time was purpose, purpose, purpose. We don't live for our jobs. We don't live for our businesses. We don't live for the reputation of men. This ministry, you want to know the secret? We realize that God has a purpose for our lives. And we prioritize that purpose above all else. We will go to another country for that purpose. We leave Nigeria and go to America for that purpose. Though that one can be argued and debated why you are doing it. But that's the reason. We live in certain places for that purpose. We will not take certain jobs or we will take certain jobs for that purpose. Above all else, God has a plan for your life. Let me take you back to the first time I heard those words. See, I grew up in a home and a family. I know this is not everybody's privilege, but it was my privilege. My parents planned my life. I had those kind of parents. Responsible parents. What I would eat was ready. The clothes I would wear was ready. The school I was going to. I grew up knowing that. And I always knew my parents had a plan for my life. Then one day I came to church. And they said, God! <laughs> the thing entered my spirit has a plan for my life. I know God is smarter than my parents. I know God is wiser than my parents. I know God is more powerful than my parents. I know God is much richer than my parents. From that time, I started moving from following my parents' plan for my life, which was good, but I had a better offer. My life has never known a better yesterday. Rise on your feet. Let me close with this this morning. Just like I told you last week, that the secret... The main secret, the major secret, if it's not the major, it's definitely one of the majors that drives the manifestation of the blessed and empowered life in your, in your life. What drives it? Stewardship. Let me tell you what will drive the fulfillment of God's purpose and plan in your life again. Stewardship. Same thing. This is why we tell everybody in this church, join a service group to start your journey. Find somewhere where you can start serving God. For you are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God beforehand prepared, designed that you should walk in. And it's going to take you a lifetime to discover that thing. But you can start in your local church. 
by serving God and serving people. You will hear Dr. K say, my first job in this church was to be driving him around. I don't drive him around anymore now. But I started there. And in those days, nobody thought I would ever be the senior pastor of the church. I didn't look like it. I didn't talk like it. Glory be to God. And who knows whether this way I'm going to end. This may just be another stepping stone in my discovery of God's plan and purpose for my life. You live on that course. New beginnings and next levels will be forever unfolding unto you. Will you lift your hands this morning and magnify the Lord? The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.